In the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha offers in the foundation of mindfulness of the body some instructions about engaging with mindfulness in everything that we do. I'd just like to read you this section. I know most of you are familiar with it, but just hearing the words of the Buddha can be helpful for us. And here at the beginning of the section, it uses the term bhikkhu. And the commentaries are, are pretty clear, actually, that this term while referring to a male monastic. In the context of the Satipatthana Sutta, it refers to anyone who's seriously practicing meditation. A bhikkhu is is one who acts in full awareness when going forward and returning, who acts in full awareness when looking ahead and looking away, who acts in full awareness when flexing and bending the limbs, who acts in full awareness when wearing robes and carrying the outer robe and bowl, who acts in full awareness when eating, drinking, consuming food and tasting, who acts in full awareness when defecating and urinating, who acts in full awareness when walking, standing, sitting, falling asleep, waking up, talking, and keeping silent. So with the exception of the wearing the robes and carrying the outer robes in bowl, which we can translate into wearing our clothes, gathering our food for the meal at the table. Everything in this section of the sutta applies to our activities throughout the day. And this is one of the great blessings of being on retreat, that we really can explore mindfulness in everything that we do. We can make this attempt in our daily lives, and yet we have so many other things that we are doing, while the attempt is, of course, important. We will find in our daily lives the attention pulled to the activities we're engaged in. Here, our main activity is presence of mind, is mindfulness, awareness, And so this exploration of mindfulness in all activities can come to the fore for us. I think that this continuity of mindfulness throughout our day is a very important and very helpful thing to cultivate. We can have the sense that that the action, where things are happening, is in the sitting, maybe sometimes in the walking, 
and then feel that it's a little less important to be as attentive throughout the day. And yet the Buddha is encouraging us to act in full awareness while defecating and urinating, while extending and bending our limbs. So uh, an interest in this exploration of full awareness mindfulness in all activities. It supports us in several ways. I think the first key way that this continuity of mindfulness supports us is that it cultivates, it supports that stability of mind that steadiness, that first stage Akinchino was talking about the other day. The analogy of the post in the images of mindfulness. Steadiness of mindfulness, continuity of mindfulness, whether on a single experience like the breath or whether the steadiness of mindfulness is on changing experience, on the flow of our experience. This allows concentration to develop. And so this continuity of awareness begins to support that container of concentration, the steadiness of mind. This stability of mindfulness, this steadiness of mindfulness also supports a non-reactivity of, to what is happening in our experience. Partly that steadiness itself, the concentration itself, allows the mind, that steadiness of mind, to just maintain throughout whatever is happening. That steadiness of mind becomes like that post, not able to be pulled out by all of the movements of sight, of sound, of smell, of taste, of touch of things happening in the mind. The six animals around the post from that image of mindfulness in the suttas. And also in my own experience, I've seen that when mindfulness is steady and continuous, just moment after moment meeting what's next, what's next, what's next. There's not much room for reactivity to arise. If it does arise, the mind recognizes, oh, this is arising. And it supports the ability to simply stay present with what is happening moment after moment. 
Another thing that this continuity of mindfulness supports is investigation. In fact, as I've explored practice, what I've seen is that the continuity of mindfulness begins to create the conditions for a very natural kind of investigation to to arise. But as our mindfulness is meeting experience moment after moment, there's a kind of a natural ability of the mind to understand what is happening. For example, just meeting experience, seeing the arising of a thought, seeing how that thought creates an impact on the body. Just watching experience moment after moment, the mind begins to understand something about cause and effect. Not necessarily something we have to try to do. As the mindfulness gets continuous, the flow of experience reveals itself to be impermanent, unreliable, a process of causes and conditions, cause and effect, cause and effect. So sometimes simply meeting what is obvious in our experience moment after moment and allowing the mind to do its job, which will naturally begin to understand. These truths. So this continuity of mindfulness supports the image of mindfulness as a probe. This continuity of mindfulness also allows us to be present, sometimes for surprising things in our experience. If we are thinking all the action will happen in the sittings and the walkings, we may miss insight that can arise as we're reaching for a doorknob as we're sitting down on our beds. Some encouragement from the suttas for this. 
This is from the Poems of the Nuns. The nun who wrote this enlightenment poem. And the Poems of the Nuns are poems that were written generally about their enlightenment experiences. And this is Patachara's poem. And I envision, based on the contents of this poem, that she's sitting outside on a hillside and watching, seeing in the distance farmers in the field. So it begins with a reflection, she thinks. Plowing the field with plows, sowing the ground with seed, supporting their wives and children, young men gather up wealth. So why is it that I, consummate in virtue, a doer of the teacher's bidding, don't gain unbinding, awakening? I'm not lazy or proud. She moves from that reflection to watching her experience. Washing my feet, I notice the water, and in watching it flow from high to low, my heart was composed like a fine thoroughbred steed. So here's an exploration of steadying, stilling the mind, not by closing the eyes and attending to the breath, but but by watching water flow down the hill. Then taking a lamp, I entered the hut, checked the bedding, and sat down on the bed. Taking a pin, I pulled out the wick, like the flames unbinding was the liberation of awareness. So this process of watching the water, steadying her mind, and then acting in full awareness as she got up, walked into her room, sat down on the bed, and put out the lamp. In the moment of putting out the lamp, Her mind was freed. The possibility of awakening is with us at any moment. Padachara had spent years cultivating her mind. I doubt that she was expecting unbinding as she put out the light but she was there for it. This opportunity for full awareness throughout our day is a gift of this time here on retreat. Use it wisely.